from the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, enjoying the heat wave that is summer in Dallas, joined by the always cool Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Good day, Ryan Trimble. Not cool right now, man. It is. We are in the midst of it. It's hot outside. It's hot in Hura, you could say. I know we like to talk about weather, and it's all fun and games on almost every episode. But it's not even, it's not even fun right now. It, like, it's it's a little it's a little hot, but I mean, uh, it would help if you stopped for a little bit and sat down. This is the first I've seen you sit down all day. I think you're a busy man. We are in the middle of a busy season, <laughs> as I would call it. You know, uh, good thing is we've got. All hands on deck pretty much here at the office, so that's great. I obviously love working with our colleagues, but it is a busy season. It's a busy season and, and uh, excited, Sean. Our team has grown. We, ha- we have some new team members uh, here at the firm, and uh, you know, they have hit the ground running. Um, there's really no time to do anything else otherwise. Uh, if you're not ready to run here, then you probably just need to run on after. <laughs> I mean, I think as soon that's as right. everybody – sits down at their desk for the first time, if they have one, and then, then they just immediately get a stack of stuff to do. That's right. That's right. But that is good. We are, uh, we are hashtag blessed, Sean. Uh, hashtag I won't blessed. complain. I'm not complaining. And if it sounds like I am, just know that I'm not. No, no, no. You're, you're always just a sunshine, man. You know, we, we've got a really good show and, and I, I want you to introduce everybody to our guests, but before we do that, you know, I have, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, realignment talk. And or whatever are you talking about, Sean? I tell, please update us. Well, I mean, obviously our listeners are following your Twitter feed. And so <laughs> they know that, you, I mean, and I think your work is working. I mean, it's, the last article I read, SMU is is being courted it looks like <laughs> at least that's what y'all are telling me but it looks like they're being courted by multiple conferences let's just say i'm trying to tweet it into existence sean <laughs> uh smu to pac 12 smu to acc you name it we are uh taking calls uh we're ready to go i'm ready to be your anchor in the dfw market uh to all you conferences from the coasts well you know, not that it matters right now with the UCLA, with the LA schools, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, setting up that big time rivalry with Rutgers. So <laughs> yes. not that geography matters a lot. However, I mean, it, it is nice. It, I would think to be sitting right there. I mean, for the home team to be sitting right there in the middle uh, of That's the right. country, you can go go to the east, go to the west. You know, it, it seems to be all good. Yeah, my my favorite note in all of this, you mentioned Rutgers and, and the Los Angeles schools. Uh, Piscataway, home of the the mighty Scarlet Knights. Sean, it's closer to is it Reykjavik, Iceland? Uh, closer to Iceland than Los Angeles. That is what Let I hear. that sink in. That is what I hear. So. Come on down to Dallas, everybody. It's uh, we got a bunch of rabid college football fans here. So I know that you are one of those rabid college football fans, and I just want to wish you and SMU, the home team, good luck in your endeavors. Pony up, sir. Pony up. Well, Sean, uh, speaking of pony up, we have finally ponied up a double dip today. Two episodes, uh, well, 
I yeah. feel like this is the first time we've done a part one and part two with two different people. Well, we vote it to our listeners, Sean. We really have. Um, but excited to get into our interview today uh, with Chef Tiffany Derry, one of the partners in T2D Partners. She runs Roots, Roots Chicken Shack in Plano, uh, expanded into Roots Southern Table. Uh, really, really awesome restaurant. Um, excited to hear about all her adventures uh, with her her business partner, Tom Foley. Uh, we'll interview him in the second episode. Uh, this episode, of course, with uh, Tiffany herself. Yeah, you know, Chef Derry has been really making a mark. I mean, she's on TV. You know, she's in the newspaper. You know, she's all across the web. And, you know, I have to get up there and eat. That's right. Is the main thing. I have not gotten there yet, but we have made plans. We've had to cancel, unfortunately, twice due to things that have come up. But, you know, it is on my short term to make sure that we get up there. But, you know, I think the main thing right now is that we get to this interview. I mean, somebody that's cooked at the White House twice. I mean, how, how can you, you know, how can you deny? So let's uh, take do just that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, our interview with Chef Tiffany Derry. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, as always, I am super fired up today to be joined by our outstanding guest, she, of course, Chef Tiffany Derry of Roots Southern Table, Roots Southern Kitchen, and she's also a social justice advocate. Um, she's a renaissance woman. Uh, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, for... Um, you know, I, I know, you know, we've, we've had a chance to, to, um, uh, you know, l- learn about you. And I know a lot of our listeners have, have dined with you, but, uh, for those of those listening that, that aren't as familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Well, I'm from Beaumont, Texas, but my roots okay. go back to Port Allen, Louisiana, which is where all my family's from. Um, and that's really what inspired my style of cooking and the cook food we cook at home. So grew up in Beaumont, eventually moved to um, Houston, worked in lots of restaurants, and then eventually made my way to Dallas uh, to, to, to where I'm at now and, and just never left. And so it's been a fun road of culinary. Um, one thing that most people don't know is that I started working at IHOP when I was 15 years old. And I went into the kitchen. It was the local place, Beaumont, small town, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be a cook. So I go in and I apply. It, this just came out of the blue. First off, I played volleyball, basketball, soccer, track, and golf. And then one day, I just want to cook. Like, I don't know where that came from. And so um, I go in and I say, hey, you know, I'm putting an application to be a cook. And they said that they didn't allow women in their kitchen. And I was like, oh, well what do you have available? They said, you can be a server. So I started as a server, 
soon after I would go in, ask questions in the kitchen, like, why are you doing that? Like, can you show me how to do this? And one day someone called in and the first person they called for was me. So at 15, I was cooking at, at IHOP, even though they didn't want me at first, but I still took that job. That, that's so funny. I, I waited many tables, fine dining all the way down to, you know, the, the, the IHOP style. Um, I never got the call to the kitchen, though. I got the call to go do the dishes. So you went the right way. <laughs> Don't worry. We all got that call, too. <laughs> yeah. Chef, uh, you know, I'm just getting tired thinking of all the sports you were playing while you were cooking. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to talk about great food, great drink, great service, great conversation, great impact. Um, can you tell us what t uh, T2D stands for and a little bit about the impact that you really want to have? So um, my business partner name is Tom Foley, and he and I own T2D Concepts, which is uh, T2D Dining, right? So Tom and Tiffany. And so it is our hospitality group that controls all the restaurants, um, my chef spices as well. And so we wanted to have more than a restaurant. And it's funny because we do a lot of a lot of other things separately. And when we met, that was a big deal. You know, Tom does a lot in women entrepreneurship, um, background attorney. And I do a lot with um, food justice and making sure that we have food policies that um, are working for the American people and then sustainability and food waste and some other aspects of things. And so, you know, opening the restaurant, we're like, of course, we always have to have good food. I mean, of course, we have to have, you know, good drinks, a great beverage program. People want things where they feel excited and they can talk. But most importantly, we want to welcome people back to the table. And that works in a few forms. Of course, family sitting down together, friends sitting down together, but having hard conversations sometimes that doesn't happen. One of the things that I like about D.C., and I can't believe I just said it, I like about D.C. is like the meetings, the breakfast meeting, the lunch meetings, like it all happens around the table. And um, I just wanted to make sure that we, we left the table where we could have those great conversations and great impact. And so that was start, the start of, of the company and our mission. Yeah. Like Sean's always telling me, he wants to be in the room where it happens uh, in That's D.C. Right. So, uh, Somebody say, I just want to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, one of your pot, most popular probably restaurant, you got Roots Southern Kitchen, Roots Chicken Shack, award-winning, award-nominated. Um, now, now, you all have plans for growth. So I wanted to hear what, you know, you think will make that franchise model successful as a business and a mission. Absolutely. So we have Roots Southern Table and Roots Chicken Shack. Roots Chicken Shack is um, what we have in Plano and also in Austin. So in Austin, we're inside of HEB. We have a partnership that we did with them. Um, one of the things that I love about fast casual concepts is that it's scalable, right? When the creation of creating Roots Chicken Shack, we wanted to do Roots Southern Table first. Like that was it. I wanted my nice restaurant. People come sit down and eat. But the opportunity arose for Shaq. It's the, what we call it for short, for Shaq. And I just knew that there is one dish, no matter where I go, that people ask me for. They, they say, do you have any of that 
duck back fried chicken in your purse. And I'm like, yeah, I, I walk around with the chicken in my purse. Um, and so I told T, I said, let's just give them what they want. You know, if they want the fried chicken concept, let's do this duck back fried chicken concept where we don't have, you know, a large menu. We can control it easily. Um, I'll set it up to where it doesn't require a chef's touch, right? And um, let's do it at a good price where people can afford to go eat. And so we tested out the model in Plano, opened that second store in Austin. Um, and now, so Shaq's been going now almost six years. And now we're getting ready to hopefully start building very soon our DeSoto um, location, which I'm so excited about. Um, and that deal, you know, each of the deals have been a little bit different. One other thing that we want to make sure is that it's a community involvement. Like, I don't want to open in any place and it's just me coming in and boom, here we go. Restaurant open. We really have to find ways to connect. And I think that is fun, but also some work, right, that you have to do. Like, how can we connect in a way that is different and genuine, where people want to be there, um, where they want to support. And thankfully, having it in South Dallas is very intentional for us, right? Highest population of black and brown. Like, we want to be there. And there's not a lot of businesses saying, let us go to DeSoto and open our business there, right? And so um, I think just because of intention alone, we're already starting out great. And, you know, I, I am the girl who does see the glass half full. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that we just have to make sure whatever we're doing, we're doing it for the right reason. You know, Chef, my wife and I, after church on Sunday, we were on the street in, in Dallas. And I'm not going to say which street, but we said, man, chicken does not stand a chance on this street. Like uh, he turned to his left and his right, they're going to grab it. There is, you, you cannot make enough chicken for me personally. I can, I can tell you, so I, I can't wait <laughs> until the shack gets going. Uh, you know, our firm has done a lot of work with franchisees in a number of industries. And so uh, what would you be looking for in a franchisee? First off, someone with a passion. You know, I didn't get a lot of opportunities coming up. One, because I was Black and still am. And then second, because I was a woman. And um, and the third was actually because I was young. And you just don't have a lot of people who want to take chances on those three. And so what I want to create is an opportunity in a space, a table where everyone is created equal. And that opportunity is available for anyone who wants it someone that has the passion, someone that has the drive. I think about it this way. There are many people who work for other companies who run their companies, um, but will never have a chance at ownership. I'm talking about the general manager of any of the chains that you know, um, who may not have the credit score, who may not have the money in the bank, who may not have the opportunity available to them or ever see it. And so I would like to make sure that when they think about you know, Roots Chicken Shack, that they think that, hey, you know what, this is something that I can do. This can be mine. And we're there to really give them that blueprint of how to be successful in it. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're speaking with the chef, Chef Tiffany Derry. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to visit with the chef about some of her advocacy efforts on the Hill. So stick with us through the break.
Welcome back. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are with Chef Tiffany Derry, Roots Southern Table, Roots Chicken Shack, social justice advocate. Obviously, we love that here with our social justice practice. So, Chef, I wanted to have you tell us a little bit about um, Uncle Nearest Whiskey. We know that you had a tasting at Roots Southern Table and we, you know, tell us about that. <laughs> we are always looking for ways to, number one, involve everyone, bring everyone together. And I don't know if you've heard the story of Uncle Nearest, but um, it is a Black-owned company, and it is one of the forefathers to believe um, to start making um, whiskey here. And I just love the story. I love the people who created uh, this company in this space. Fawn Weaver, who is incredible uh and and the actual maker um miss olivia it's been great anyway we did this event people come in they're excited everybody's ready to drink some whiskey we we have a pairing um we're doing food we're doing whiskey in different forms from single barrels to um cocktails and we have a great mixologist at the restaurant creighton and it was just one for the books, right? Like the, the people were excited. The staff was excited and everyone walked away with a deeper appreciation, one of whiskey, but those who are out there in these distilleries doing what they do. So they got to hear a little bit of the back end story. They got some um, signed bottles, which right now is, is pretty rare because a little bit after that dinner, um, Uncle Nair sold out. Every company now is, is trying to get it, and they were unavailable for probably a good three, four months. But we have them back now. And so that's that's the thing about being successful, right? <laughs> Man, I love, I love that story, Sean. It's great. Um, you know, Sean leads our social justice practice, Chef. I, I get to lead our, our conservation practice. And mm. it's usually just um, a, a lot of times it's me just nerding out and, and you know, chewing Sean's ear about uh, – you know, vertical farming, and we've seen our client Walmart get into some vertical farming, and you know, me, me reading, you know, crop strip, uh, you know, reports to him, and and so I'm so glad you're here to, today because you know I know that you uh, are into uh, food sustainability and and shoring up food waste. So can you tell us a little bit about your your advocacy work in that space? Absolutely, I'll tell you what though, I didn't. I didn't know where I was going with this. All I knew was one day, you know, I got a call that said, Chef, we think you would be really good um, going to D.C. and having some meetings. And I was like, are you sure? You know, I'm a chef. <laughs> I, I'm not sure about that. And they said that, you know, you are the perfect example because you're out, you're doing the work. You understand um, sort of what the farmers are going through. You have your ear to the public. And so I think that you'd be great. So I went took some classes, was working with a company called FPA, Food Policy Action, and James Beard. And James Beard was taking chefs, training them um, in ways that they can talk to uh, Congress. And so we set up all of these meetings. I'll never forget. They had 20 meetings set up for me, um, back to back, running back and forth. And it was incredible. My very first one, it was supposed to be with three other chefs, the chef's flights got delayed. <laughs> uh -oh. Here I am with uh, everyone, the only chef now. And I just approached it as a conversation. It was just conversation, you know, talking about why it matters to me, my own personal story, 
and um, just figuring out how can we find more ways that we are alike and we are wanting the same thing versus what separates us. And um, apparently that was the right way to approach it. And from then on, it became uh, something that many have asked for me to do. And I ended up getting on the board for FPA. Um, and at the time we were, we were specifically going for the farm bill. And some of the you know, people listening may not know, but the farm bill is where a lot of the policy for food is. So from um, water to land to, um, I was about to say food stamps, y'all. I'm so, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you know, like all of those are under, under that. But um, my specific part, and this was the thing that I wanted to be really clear on was I don't want to talk about anything I don't know. I don't want to go up in here and, you know, do some bull crap. What I want is to talk about food waste because food waste in the country is large. I mean, just incredibly large. And when you think about it, how can we have food waste when we have people who are hungry? How can, be, how can we be wasting the water, fresh water? How can we be having a problem with the farmers not being able to sell the food? Food is rotting on the tree. Like, how is that possible, right? I mean, that just, to me, doesn't make sense. And so the more I found out that almost 30 to 40% of our food is wasted, that just blew my mind, you know? I'm like, how how, how can we be hungry and have this? And so, um, you know, that created opportunities to keep going. I ended up getting with Food Waste um, with James Beard and being their ambassador for the program. And we did Waste Not Wednesdays was on Wednesday, look in your fridge, figure out what you got, um, take some pictures. You know, you got to make it social media friendly. Gotta, take some pictures, you know, get some hashtags in there. <laughs> uh, and so we, we had an opportunity to do some things and to really just increase awareness to the public. You know, Chef, another one of the things that one of the things you got to do was to cook at the White House. So tell us about um, what what that was like. What did you make? Like, <laughs> Talk about that to us. Oh, my gosh. So I'll just say this. I cooked twice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. We do no, not want to uh, undersell that, okay? <laughs> so um, I'll never forget. I got an email, and I, I really thought it was a joke. Like, the White House doesn't email you. I mean, I don't even – I didn't know how they get that in touch. I'm like, if they want to call you, they should be able to call you. You know, I think got all the <laughs> Um, come to find out it was a real email and they asked me to come cook. And at the time, this was some years ago and I did, um, duck fat fried chicken, which is what obviously I'm, I'm still known for as well. Um, I made a dish, sea bad. No, I didn't do sea bad. I don't know y'all. This was a while ago, but all I know is it was fine. And I had a fish <laughs> vegetarian dish some fried chicken. I made gumbo one time. Um, it was so much fun. And normally at the time it was when president Obama was in office and they don't normally eat from chefs coming in. And so he decided that he wanted to eat that day. And so there is, you know, the guy standing over me on both sides as I'm plating and the <laughs> actual plate comes on a gold plate. So because the people that I was cooking for were like the top 10 percentage of um, highest in the building. And so they eat separate and there's all these rules and regulations, right? And so if you're 
in certain categories, you would have a gold plate or a silver plate and all. And so, I mean, just so complicated. Um, I'm like, it's food. It ain't that complicated. But uh, it was fun. It was great. It was great. And even it was it was great because the guy who was taking it all, he was like, I just want you to know, like, president does not eat from chefs coming in. And so he took a picture of the plate after it. It was completely clean. And so he said, it he was so excited. I just thought that was awesome. And then about three months later, they asked me to come back for uh, Black History Month. And so I did another another event. So it's great. Man, I love that. I love that. Uh, I, I would like to hear more of these stories, Chef, and I'm sure our listeners would too. W- where can we find you on social media? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram for MasterChef TV, like Tiffany Dairy, MasterChef TV. Um, same thing on Twitter. Some of us still use Twitter, MasterChef TV. And then uh, Facebook, it is Chef Tiffany Dairy. And you have to make sure that you're following us for our restaurants. Um, and that's Roots Chicken Shack. That's S-H-A-K. Um, and Roots Southern Table. Um all across all social media, but we have plenty of things happening. We have many events going on at the restaurant and I am always moving. In fact, you know, the James Beard Awards is coming up and um, myself and the restaurant are voted for two. So we'll find out uh, very soon how we fare. Uh, so we're excited to, to do that. Represent Dallas and Texas at that. Well, Chef, um, I hope you didn't think I wasn't paying attention at any point. I was going ahead and making some reservations for date night. And so I had to make sure to get that done. But we really appreciate you. We're really, uh, you know, excited about you and your success, the awards that are headed your way and know that this is just a start. And we just, you know, look forward to continue to follow you. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank y'all. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Uh, man, first off, I am now hungry. Like, I am ready to, like, eat. And, you know, I think that we have got to make it up. Next time we go on our double date. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to Roots. Yes. Mrs. Trimble and Mrs. Williams uh, would appreciate it, I would imagine. Let's we would take it. them out once in a while to a nice restaurant, Sean. I, I, am, I am making that pronouncement on the air this is to, a pledge, our, to our... Tens and tens of listeners that we have, <laughs> yes. to, that we are yes. going to do that. Well, uh, count me in, Sean. We'll, we'll be there. You you make the reservation. We'll be there. We'll uh, we'll track down a babysitter and make it happen. I'm excited to, um, you know, we're just going to kind of roll into our next episode. So we're going to close this one out and then we'll uh, start back with Tom Foley and another interesting, interesting story. So I think our listeners are in for a double dip. Let's get to it. So uh, we're not going to do our normal outro. We're just going to say stay tuned, flip it over to the next episode, and uh, we'll get right back to you. 